What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Locatora Radio. Locatora Radio. Locatora Radio. Mommies of myth and bullshit. A radiophonic novella. Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. Welcome to season four of Locatora Radio, Por Casteras Peligrosas, Wanted for Crimes Against the Patriarchy. We interrupt our regularly scheduled programming to bring you Quarantine Confidential, a special pandemic cast about our experiences with quarantine and COVID-19. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. Our intention behind this mini-series is to archive our experiences and our community's experiences during this global coronavirus pandemic. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Um, it's already a wild journey. It's day, I don't even know what, in quarantine <laughs> and self-isolation. Um, this is our first piece of audio that we're going to be putting out since really this whole thing blew up. Yeah. The last episode that we put out, I don't think we had any idea that we would no. be in this situation. No, it's it's been a very interesting time to say the least, like so many things have changed and like so many things have gone on. Our last episode, we chatted with Yasmin Ferrada, 
about her campaign running for Council District 3 of Whittier. Yeah. And so we were in a very different mindset. I was preparing for my trip to Peru. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was a very, very different time. And, um, well, you know, life... Comes at you fast. Right. And, and not even, like, life has to be put on pause because we're still living and we're still doing things, but, like... Your plans are definitely being postponed. You have to like very, very much rewire your your own programming right now, right? Because you're, it's really not business as usual, and there's no way for it to be business as usual in every in every like meaning of that phrase, right? Like yeah. work is different, your social life is different, your family life may be different. It's yeah, we're in very interesting times right now. It's really wild. I mean. Um... So uh, I don't even know where to begin. There's right. so much to talk about. Uh, I mean, we can, you mentioned Peru, right? right. Like, uh-huh. let's start there. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I left for Peru on mm-hmm. February 29th. So it's been um, almost a month now. And um, the day before I left, there was the very first reported case of coronavirus in Mexico, and mm-hmm. I had a layover in Mexico. So immediately my mother texts me and is like, cancel your trip. Yeah. Postpone it. You have to go at a later time. You cannot go. And I was very much like re like following the hype of like at the time we were still talking about it like the flu, right? At that time period in February. It was very much like the flu is worse, like the flu kills more people. So that's very much where I was basing my my opinions and my facts on about COVID-19. So, and also at the time there were no cases in Peru. So I felt like it's it was appropriate to continue my trip. So I did. And my last few days there was when the very first few cases of the coronavirus started appearing or being confirmed in Peru. So definitely feeling the energy shift while I was there, not only for myself, but I wasn't here for the initial like hoarding and panic buying, you know? So my prima would call me and was like, there's no water here. There's no this, there's no that. And I like, didn't really believe her. And like, I would talk to my mom and she was like, no, there's stuff here. Like I just went to the grocery store today. Things are fine. Right. Yeah. So I didn't really know what to believe. And then my last couple days there, like the last two days, I saw, I started to see people panic buying there as well. And then I was like, oh shit, what the fuck is happening? And then I was like anxious to get back home because I was like, what if I had already thought like, what if I get stuck like somewhere? I was leaving on a Thursday and then I had a layover in Mexico. So I was like, what if somewhere along the way, like I get stuck and then I right. come back on a Friday and I, I come back like around midnight and it was really interesting to see how international arrivals were being handled at LAX. So or not saw, being handled. Right. I saw absolutely no signage, like no signs anywhere for if you're sick, if you're feeling these symptoms, contact you know, whatever number. If you're sick, head over to this website. I saw nothing like that. And in Mexico and Peru, where I was at both of those airports, there were signs everywhere. Sure, 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 And so I get to LAX and there's none. And I go through customs and there's absolutely no questions about like, are you feeling ill? Did you come into contact with anyone that was ill? Nothing like that. So it was very confusing 
to go through that process. And then a couple of days later, Peru actually closed their borders. So yeah. no ins and no outs. So I literally like... You yeah. narrowly escaped. Yeah. Narrowly. Yeah. Truly. Truly. I left on a Thursday and by Monday, the borders were closed. And it's like a really... So the president of Peru has been criticized a lot by foreign travelers and just like I'm assuming embassies because... He reported, like, or he made that announcement on a Sunday, like, in the evening, and was like, by midnight, you can't leave. So if you had a flight on Monday, like, the holiste, that's it, yeah. you're stuck, you know? So I was, and I had kind of thought about that. So, like, a day or two before, like, I kept checking the news and, like, following, like, the announcements, because I was like, what if, literally, there's a lockdown, and then I can't go home? And sure enough, <laughs> lockdown, people couldn't go home. Girl. You got out of there not one minute, like, too soon. I know. know. And now, like, there's, like, 400 cases, 400 confirmed cases. Folks are literally on lockdown, like, quarantine. You, there's a curfew, like, after 8 p.m. You cannot go anywhere. There's, like, military tanks, like, so that people don't exit their homes. Like, it's serious, serious. So, yeah, girl, I'm back. Thank, 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 thank goddess. Thank goddess. Thank everything. Oh. Thank everyone. That's been my experience. Like coming back and then entering like the beginning of social distancing. And now we're in, you know, safer at home here in LA. So like, what has your experience been through all of this? Yeah. And it was funny because, you know, you were over there, but you had gotten like your international texting plan and everything. So we were still texting (laughs) and just do, you know, giving each other updates back and forth and checking in and you asking us what's going on over here and what's going on over there. And, um, like we sent to each other, you sent to me an article about like now the U S is charging folks to be like helped out of Peru. Right. No, you sent that to me. (laughs) Oh, okay. There you go. Right, right, right. (laughs) That the United States government is like, yeah, we'll get you out of Peru, but we're going to charge you $900. (laughs) $900. Yeah. That's wild. Dude, my experience has been um, mostly centered around work, right? Because Uh I work at a school. So schools are these small communities with tons of people in close proximity Mm -hmm. to each other. And you know, the kids are always touching each other. Right. And sharing drinks and food and everything. There's no such thing as social distancing in a school with small children. So um, it started at school and they were really getting the faculty prepared and saying, look, we don't really know what to expect. We're just listening to the CDC. We're just listening to, you know, the health department locally and um, basically prepping us to teach online for an extended period of time. That was step one. Hey, like some trips, some field trips, some things might get canceled because we want to stop community spread and it hasn't gotten to us yet, but we want to participate in prevention and we're just following guidelines. So it went from let's start getting ready to teach online to programming across the board, getting canceled to literally from one night to the next. They like sent us an emergency text. They emailed us, they called us and they let us know like, it was like eight, 9 PM on Uh a weeknight and they were like, campus is closed. Do not come yeah. back tomorrow. Basically, don't come back ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> on standby. Um, and that's what it's been. So we're getting ready to just take... And it's 
the thing is there are online schools, but you can't just create an online school overnight. Right. That's not how that works. And so it's going to be really interesting come Monday of next week, which is our first day back to see how it all works. And um, I really am very concerned about how this is going to impact education and college and all that stuff um, across the board moving forward because we can't just halt all schools no, and not expect a ripple effect. So that's, I've been at home. I've been at home with papas and with my, uh, I'm taking care of one of my grandparents who's here with me and that's it. We're just staying in and going to the market when we have to and just trying to keep ourselves occupied. Writing it out. Yeah. Just writing it out. Sam. And so like, have you been, have you been following like a schedule for yourself? Like, have you created a schedule? Are you kind of just like, I'm just going to do what I want throughout the day or like, how has it been yeah. like for you like staying at home? Not so much a schedule, but specific tasks that I want to accomplish in whatever order they get accomplished. Okay. And, um, I try and give myself like categories, you know, like okay. sort of per Marie Kondo, right? <laughs> like organizing is a category and paperwork is a category. Okay. Um, things I want to donate is a category, things like that. So just okay. kind of like all the things that I don't get to work on and the little projects that get set, set aside because of life. I'm just yeah. doing all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? Well, you're still um, going to work because you work in healthcare. Oh my God. Okay. So talk about that girl. Okay. So the safer at home does not apply to my field, <laughs> to my field of work. It does not apply because we are in the healthcare industry. We're healthcare partners. We provide uh, living assistance for folks with developmental disabilities and we provide services. So safer at home does not apply to us. Fuck. And so even though I do not give direct care, I still have to be in the office because we're basically doing emergency response operation wise. Yeah. You know, it's not biz- like as we said earlier, like it's not business as usual. So usually our clients that are in a day program, they go and they go out into the community, they go work and they have these different tasks depending on their different abilities. So that is canceled. So now we have clients home from 9 to 2, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. where they would usually be out in their program. So dealing with perhaps more behaviors because they're used to their routine and they're used to doing something in the community and now they have to be home. So there's all these different things that are at play right now, like industry-wise, and it's very much day-to-day. So last week, I was able to work from home two days out of the week. Mm-hmm. This week, um, I've been in the office, and then like tomorrow, I get, to, I get to work from home. So it's just kind of, it's very touch and go. One of our um, caregivers was actually pulled over by the police, and they were like, where are you going? Like, you have to be <gasps> home. Yeah. So oh, they're really they, pulling people over and telling them yeah, to go home. I had no idea. I didn't know that because obviously like our governor in California, Governor Newsom was like, oh, you can still be out. And like Mayor Garcetti said the same thing. Like you yeah. can go to the grocery store, you can go yeah. walking, like those things, right? Yeah. But no, like this person got pulled over. So now like my work provided us little cards that we're supposed to keep in our wallet that says Jesus like, Christ. safer at home, like I'm exempt from safer at home. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> so, Holy fucking shit. Yeah. I have yeah. not heard one of those stories. And me that's either. I had no idea that if they were pulling folks over. Yeah, girl. So. Because Garcetti that's did get up on TV and say, mm-hmm. this doesn't mean yeah. that you can't go for right. a walk or you can't. Like they make it sound much less restrictive than right. I guess it actually is. I mean, and also, you know, where we provide services are like the smaller. So we will, we provide services all over LA County, but specifically like there are some cities that we work in that have their own governments. So like city of Santa Fe Springs, city of Whittier, city of Montebello. So I don't know if they have their own rules, but Mm. typically even like the smaller uh, city governments follow like what LA the LA city mayor says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't really know what that's about. But yeah, so I've, you know, I've been on the lookout, you know, for cops. Like if I'm driving to work and like, fuck, am I going to about to get pulled over? Right. For whatever reason, like, cause I'm supposed to be at home. But I don't know, those little cards are supposed to protect us, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this my tiny ass little card. Like, um, excuse me, officer. I can drive to my office. Yeah. I'm like, um, our employers, are they, what if, okay, because let's, let's hypothetically, right. For things like this, um, it's like then up to the discretion of the individual police officer to decide whether or not they think you have a good reason for being out. And then whatever fucking dude in a uniform decides Mm -hmm. to pull you over. Exactly. Exactly. Jesus. I know. I know. I don't yeah. like that. I'm scared. I know. I know. It's scary. It's scary, girl. And then, like, just like the good thing is that our office is like spacious enough that I'm not in close proximity to people. Good. So when I am there, like, I can close my door, and like, when people walk in, they're not walking directly into my space. Good. There's still like, there's probably a good ten feet. Um, but nonetheless, like, the energy around is like murky it's funky people don't want to be there like no. people, like we have to continue working for the sake of our clients and our individuals yeah. but people don't want to be out like they want to no. be home safe you know as yeah. safe as you can be in your own home so that's that girl it's a mess okay, so you were saying earlier that you are taking care of one of your grandparents yeah and so how has that been slash i'm sure you've seen the like multiple posts by different like millennials talking yeah. about their boomer parents and how they yeah. can't get them to stay home and like yeah, specifically yeah. like Latino Latinx parents. Have you had that experience with either your grandparent or your parents? So I think that my grandparents have definitely been dismissive, but they haven't acted on okay. that dismissiveness. So my mom, I think, has been good at sort of just explaining to them what's going on and why it's really important for them to stay inside. And what's been difficult for us to explain to them, um, my grandparents, is why we can't be around them mm. or why we have to be at a safe distance from them or why, um, you know, we shouldn't all be in the same house. I think what my mom really wanted for, and what my mom really wanted for us was for all of us to be in the same house. Yeah. And like all hold up together under the same roof. Of course, um, a mother's dream, yes. A mother's dream. Uh-huh. Like, oh, we're in quarantine and you have to stay in the house indefinitely <laughs> with me. Right. You're like, not allowed to leave. Perfect. <laughs> 
um, her dreams. So, but of course, like what we've been learning is the familial spread is a big thing. And if we have the option to not all be in one house at the same time, that's the healthier option for us, I think, based on what I'm reading. Mm -hmm. And I think part of why we wanted to do this quarantine confidential special like pandemic cast Mm -hmm. is to talk about like all the things we're learning as this goes, because something I've noticed is all of this language, all this vocabulary has been introduced to like our just very general way of talking now. But I've seen like articles and graphs and explanations and Twitter threads and all these different things describing and defining quarantine versus self-isolation versus social distancing versus physical distancing. And I felt, I feel like from one night to the next, there was like an expectation that we all knew what all this stuff was. Yeah. But it's like a whole new like set of terminology that we were not using at all before. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's just, like you said, like an expectation that we're all supposed to be in the know about we're not this terminology and it's still evolving. Like last week it was social distancing. This week it's physical distancing because we're not encouraging folks to like isolate, you know, like socially, like we still want folks to call each other and FaceTime and do all of that. But we are, we are expecting folks to maintain a physical distance. So now we're you exactly. So now we're using this terminology. So it's going to keep changing most likely in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Um, And the expectations and what they tell us to do and what Mm -hmm. not to do, like it's very rapid and it's hard to keep up with. And I don't know. It's wild. I've been learning a lot um, about like the, the way that the healthcare industry is so privatized to a point that it's like suffocating all of us. The stuff with the masks is insanity. The gloves, the masks, the protective Mm -hmm. gear, the lack of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like last night I had sent to Mala this uh, thing that I saw on Twitter that a private hospital here in SoCal tweeted a link for folks to purchase masks so that they could give them to their doctors. And I'm like, okay, I 100% understand why our healthcare professionals need them. That this yeah. is not what I'm fighting. I'm yeah. fighting that you're, that a corporation, a multi-million dollar corporation is asking individuals to buy masks for their employees. Right. It, it, I cannot wrap my head around that and how our federal government s- continues to, f- to not do anything. Right. And is literally failing millions of people. And obviously I, I understand who our, our president is. So it makes sense. 100% makes sense, but I still cannot wrap my head around these corporations asking individuals, please pay for this protective gear for my employee. It's mind boggling. It's, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how we continue. I mean, I think this is the last year of like blind American exceptionalism and also shit and that narrative, because how can we sit here? And, um, you know, I was watching the news this morning and a doctor from, I don't know, some state back East, he was talking about his hospital and how the center for disease control um, when those doctors at his at this man's hospital asked, what do we do about the protective gear mm-hmm. that we don't have? And yeah. the CDC formally recommended to them, oh, you may want to use like handkerchiefs and things instead. And this doctor was like, I 
was talking about how he was just stunned and without words that this is an official, formal CDC, United States federal government recommendation. That is some third world shit, girl. Honestly. (laughs) Honestly. That's some wartime in the jungle. Right, right. uh, uh, Right. And like, even how we have to like, we as in like the United States has to, we're talking about converting like ships into like, Hot, like hospital type, like triage centers. Like we're creating triage centers at like the Coliseum. Like, don't quote me. I know that it's not the Coliseum, but like right. that's like the mindset that we're in right now. That we're going to create these like triage centers in public spaces. Which I understand there's a shortage of beds, but I'm like, what kind of like first world nation are we? You know, <laughs> entre comillas, obviously. Yeah. Like, what kind of shit is that? It's ridiculous. I mean, that we don't already have enough of this protective gear and the stuff that is needed to begin with, mm-hmm. that there, it's out there, but it belongs to private companies and manufacturers. And I'm like, where's the, can we just buy it all in bulk? It's fucked up. So here's some other things that like we want to keep an eye on, right? Yeah. Um, so how many of our friends and community members uh, rely on parties and mercados and pop-ups and in-person events you know us included like we are involved in events and all that university gigs like any possible speaking gig this spring is now canceled you know so that's like a reality for many folks yeah um you know so just i mean what we refer to as the gig economy, but anything creative, anything involving the public and nightlife and events. And I'm concerned for the state of the arts, (laughs) art and culture and entertainment. What's going to be, what's going to happen? Where are we going to be? Right. I know. School in the fall. I think about universities, like is, is campus housing going to be a thing? Yeah. There's so much. I mean, and like, I saw this really great article about how it was actually positive. Like, it sounds like scary and negative, but it's like, we will never be the same once this is over. And so, and it's by Politico. And so they talk about how folks are like predicting like mindsets changing. So like our society moving from a very individualistic society to more communal. And also like, we're all going to have a little bit of an OCD tendency, meaning like incessant washing of hands and wiping things down. Like there's going to be things that we carry with us based off of this experience like for for the rest of our lives. So there's going to be a shift like culturally and societal wise based on this. So like it'll be really interesting to see how the movements, how this is reflected in like the movement spaces and the party spaces and like are people going to be somewhat traumatized you know and like especially if they lose someone really close to them or someone that they know like how is this going to change us and so yeah yeah, we're literally living through history right now you know as corny as I may sound but like it's true it's true and like 20 years from now 30 years from now like the way our administration handles this is like not going to be forgotten either you know like we're going to be living through the repercussions of it It's very true. I think that a lot of it, a lot of the societal changes hopefully will be good ones. I hope so. 
I hope. I hope. Um, we'll see what happens. But it's like this is our this is like our plague. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> this is our mo this is our moment. This is our moment. <laughs> it's true. So we'll see what happens. It's true, yeah. Because there have been like natural disasters that have affected different parts of this of the nation, right? Um but like a pandemic like this of this magnitude affecting everyone globally like it's been decades yeah 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 i mean certainly one for the books um (laughs) (laughs) we'll see how long it lasts (laughs) uh yeah i have a I, i think it's so it's wild too because it's almost like we were i don't know we the royal we as a culture you know both praising the way that the internet social media helps us to connect but also right kind of being sad about how it separates us right people being on their phones people being you know Mm -hmm. online all the time it's like we were in a weird way prepping globally Mm -hmm. Uh for something like this yeah because i don't know if there's ever been a time before where we we would have been able to maintain like this yeah. level of interaction and connectivity Absolutely. during a shut a lockdown like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And like that made me think about something like personal that happened while I was on my trip. So I would like prior to this, like I plan on having like a full on like debrief on my trip, but like, yeah. no, it, no, it's like, it's over. It passed. But I did want to share that I like connected with my dad's el- eldest brother. So I like found him like nobody had his number and I literally had to go walking like I had to find somewhat of an address like vive en la calle 14 de la paz mm. but that's it I, that's all that's all that I knew and then yeah, like yeah. pero pero ve y pregunta por él porque todos los conocen so I literally went up to strangers and was like do you know the señor and so I like eventually find him and it's like this whole thing but I find him and now I'm friends with his son who's my primo I'm friends with him on Facebook and so now like so like he called me today and was like how are you doing like ¿Qué te ha pasado? yeah yendo por allá por todo del coronavirus, right so we were talking and it just like was like without this kind of connection like social media technological connection like I wouldn't be able to talk to this primo and like find my father's brother right so like those kinds of moments it's like this is amazing right yeah. and like, we really can have this connection with folks because of this tool that we have right you know 100 percent. i mean we wouldn't have been able to like maintain a podcast mm-hmm. right if there was a lockdown and it had been if we were doing this like in the early 2000s or the 90s like we wouldn't have been able to do this no and to keep recording yeah um our studio space is shut down mm-hmm. right um because if you think about it, it's a confined space and everyone mm-hmm. is touching the same equipment and it's mics close to the mouth and the whole thing. Yeah. So we're shifting and we're figuring it out and we had to mm-hmm. figure out our Zoom meeting and how to record. And we realized like, we don't really do video content at home. We're not YouTubers. No. So now we need to figure out like our home, like recording. What is our home studio? Right. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. a lot of, it's a lot of adapting right now and, and just being okay with that 
and getting comfortable with that, with the adapting and just nothing but change, the not not knowing. Yeah. The not knowing. And uh, yeah. And there can be a lot of anxiety in that, you know, and I think just acknowledging that helps like things are not going to be normal right now. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a a new kind of normal. It's a new kind of normal. It's like definitely a pause Mm -hmm. on, on like on civilization, which I think in many ways can be like refreshing to the planet. Yeah. Being right. Like I've seen definitely photos and things circulating about how the air is so much cleaner and the Mm -hmm. water is so much cleaner already just with the past Uh couple of weeks of people being inside and businesses being closed and right. Just shit slowing down, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. And we live in such a fast like especially here in LA. Well, I've heard New Yorkers say that LA is like slow to them, but like for us, like LA is like really fast. Yeah. Like we, you know, it to me it's really fast. So like it's definitely a different kind of pace right now because it has to be, you know. It is. I mean, I'm I've been thinking about it, right? Like and the past few years we have just been all over the place, like Mm -hmm. go, 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 just bouncing from one thing to the next and multiple like jobs in a day and appointments and interviews and traveling and multiple states in a weekend and all this crazy shit. And like to slow down and is that really normal for us or healthy Mm -hmm. for us to be on like that all the time, you know? Truly. Slow it down. Yeah. We've like been forced to slow down. Like you and I, I mean, everybody in general, but I mean like you and I in the way that we were living our lives yeah, with like two full-time jobs and personal lives, social lives, and then traveling thrown into that mix as well. Insane. Yeah. A lot. It's a lot. A lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like as we progress as like podcasters and producers, we are definitely more um, cognizant of like when we can say no and that it's okay to say no. And well, now we've been forced to say no, (laughs) because we have to, Um, to. but yeah, I mean, going back to adapting, like in a way it's like the show must go on in the sense of like, we're going to keep creating content in the, in ways that we can, it may not be the same. Um, and we may have to put some things on hold until the future, until the fall and all of that. But, um, yeah, we're still going to be bringing content to y'all. And that's like the, one of the really great things of the podcast is that you can do it remotely. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, so speaking of content that we're going to bring to our audience, to our look amores, um, we shot a short film. Yeah. which is also a sort of proof of concept for this story called, um, Loquitas Anonymous, right? Yeah. So uh, last year with our crew and our friends and our community, we shot like a 10-minute short um, about this post-apocalyptic society. And the name of this apocalypse that like um, the story like takes place in is called the Patriapocalypse. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that in Loquitas Anonymous, right, um, the Patriapocalypse, toxic masculinity has caused the downfall of society the collapse of economy and technology and all this crazy shit, right? Which sounds like right now. (laughs) Right. So basically what we're living right now. We predicted this um, in Loquitas Anonymous. So we um, put out a trailer for Loquitas Anonymous on the Instagram. We showed 
the full short film at our last Locatora Live, a podcast party back in November at the Paramount. So what we're going to do is because everybody's stuck at home and um, have you all now have time to consume all the content, we're going to put out our short, Lokitas Anonymous, the whole short film on IGTV and YouTube this week. So um, we will be posting, we'll be talking about it. We're going to host like a viewing party basically on Instagram so we can walk, watch together and talk about it on IG Live. Um, it's going to be cute. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we're going to be, we're jumping on the IG live train. We are. Um, so that we can chat about the film and just look at Tora Radio in general and answer any listener questions that y'all may have. So yeah, we're excited. We like, we're thinking about um, prior to this, like how we can contribute to the art world or just the creative world right now, because art and creativity is so important, especially during times of, of duress and stress and all of that. So this is our offering to our listeners and to the folks that have been supporting us. Um, We had actually delayed on making this public or free even because we did want to set it behind a paywall because we invested in this project. We paid every single person that worked on it uh, crew wise. Um, We gifted our cast with like products and and other things. And um, it was really a labor of love and something that we hope to continue. So we did consider for many months putting it behind a paywall, um, but because of, you know, the current situation that everybody is in, we wanted to shed some light, some positivity, and, like, share our art with y'all. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the goal. Um, Lokita's Anonymous and so many different community members worked on it, and a lot of community sponsors, right? So from uh, Belladonna to Gela Getza, mm-hmm. um Homegirls Beauty. Um, who else? Vivid Cosmetics. We filmed at both uh, Espacio 1839 and Whittier Beauty Collective. Yeah. Um, so they all either donated mm-hmm. products, food, accessories, lent us space. Uh, Javi Mendoza was our, our producer mm-hmm. and who helped us put it together. Uh, Chava, a.k.a. Jose Salvador Sanchez and Michelle Morrow, <laughs> our video photo team. Yeah. And then we had a really amazing cast of all kinds of dope sick people that we all love. Latinx creators, like most of your faves are are in it, your IG faves. So Zuri, Crisol, Vanessa Jennifer Romo. Black. Yeah, Jennifer Vanessa Romo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of yes. So yeah, we just want to share that with y'all and it'll be out later this week. And like, yeah, we're excited for you to see our baby. Yes, yes, absolutely. Tell us what you think. Yes. Leave a little comment. Give us a little like. (laughs) Don't forget to continue loving us out loud, especially in these ridiculous times. Yes. Now more than ever, it's important to really, really, really support your favorite creators. Um uh, some folks that we love that definitely need support are the folks of Cumbiaton, mm-hmm. Cumbiaton Collective. Um, you know, they throw parties and they throw parties all over the country and that's, mm-hmm. that's their work. That's what they do. And parties are not happening. Parties are not happening. Yeah. Additionally, like Espacio 1839 is closed right now, but you can buy from them online or buy a gift card. Um, and also Mayra, one of the co-owners, she runs a gelatina business. Yeah. Um, called Gelatinex. 
which is really Love cute. Yeah. And I just ordered a gelatina, an arroz con leche gelatina from her last week, and it was so good. It did not last two days in my house. <laughs> Everybody ate it. My parents loved it. So um, she's actually doing like pickup orders. So you can go and like Nico brought it to me with his little gloves on and just like <laughs> placed it in my car, you know, so like no contact pickup. So yeah, so like support, 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 support. They're like local artists. They yeah. give so much to the local community well, and beyond. So so yeah, definitely consider donating, purchasing from all the folks we mentioned. 100%. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean, as far as other things, pandemic-wise, people to support, stuff like that, your local like ethnic markets, I would yes. say, and your local like ethnic restaurants that are still open. I know that yeah. some of the small like Latino um, restaurants are at least doing delivery or pickup. I've yeah. seen signs, you know? Yeah. So like the small, um, you know, POC owned markets, um, I have found are less likely to be sold out of stuff. I've just mm-hmm. been going to my local, like Central American market, um, to pick up what I need. Yeah. Fruits and vegetables and basics. Yeah. And, um, the big stores are just impossible and there are like lines out front, out the door, like it's the club and it's the mm-hmm. wildest thing. I, I never thought I would see a line outside of Smart and Final. Like It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Um, I mean, I understand that people need things. Mm-hmm. I 100% understand. But I'm like, everybody going to the store, like doesn't make it, doesn't make any like hygienic sense Mm-mm. at all. You know, like the bombarding of it. And the wildest things that I have seen. So I went to Food for Less, right? My local okay. Food for Less. And okay. they had put out like a big thing of, um, you know, disinfectant wipes. But it's okay. one of those where you pull one out and it's uh-huh. serrated. So you yeah. have to pull it off yeah. and then use it so the next person can pull off the next one. Oh, God. People were just like going and like rubbing their hands on it. And then, like, not tearing it off. And someone would come and just, like, pull it down and then use the next part above that hasn't been touched. And then when people did... I know. And I'm, like, waiting in line to enter the store, right? So I'm, like, watching watching this happen. (laughs) And I'm, like, what the fuck? And then then finally someone does start, you know, ripping off, tearing off um, sheets of the disinfecting wipes, but then people started just throwing them on the floor next oh to the God. trash can. Uh, <laughs> it's not like there wasn't a trash can. They just threw the wipes next to the trash oh can. Oh my God. Um, and so in that moment, I just really felt a lack of hope for, right. <laughs> for us because of things like that. Just seeing how people handle stuff is just yeah. very mind boggling. Yeah. One thing that I've noticed is that when people wear gloves, they're then they're like touching like everything that they shouldn't be. And I'm like, just because you have the gloves on, like, doesn't mean you can touch everything and then touch your face. Like, right. doesn't make sense. Right. So my new thing right now is that I take the debit card that I'm going to use outside, I pull, remove it from my wallet, I put it in my pocket. Um, I leave my purse and everything in the car. And then I go into the grocery store putting on my gloves, of course. And then I go and I do my shopping and then load up my car and then remove my gloves and then throw them away. 
Yeah. And so that way you're not like tempted to like look at your phone if you hear it vibrate or you hear it ring. And then that way you're not digging into your purse to get your card out with your your infected gloves or your, your, yeah. your used gloves, right? So that's like one tip is like pull out the card first before you go into the store that you're going to use and keep it in your pocket. That's a good tip. Yeah. That's a good tip. And especially because like I've gone to a couple different stores and a lot of people are not wearing gloves. Cashiers yeah. are not wearing gloves and do not have masks on. Yeah. I'm the same. Do- I haven't seen, I've seen gloves more, but I haven't seen any masks used really at all. Or if I do, if I do see the mask used, people are like putting them on and off. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Once you touch it, it's done. Like it's done. You have to throw it away and put a new one on. I guess I all, that, that also goes back to what we were That does go back to like what we were saying there's an assumption that you're supposed to know how to put these masks on, right? Or how to take gloves off properly. And like, I am in the healthcare field. So I do know these are things that are common knowledge to me. Um, But yeah, for folks that like have no experience using these types of things, these protective gear before, like, you're just not going to know. Yes. And (laughs) let me say this, right? Like, the not knowing piece, it's, we're like, really seeing in real time, how people in many ways do not like we don't know how to take care of ourselves right like as a like as a country like we joke every once in a while on twitter there's oh my god these people say they don't wash their legs in the shower right. yes. i'm shocked these people say that they don't wash their ass or they don't mm-hmm. they don't wipe their ass because right. that and the other like these things we have seen how people are not hygienic like in yes. the most- of ways right before this before this yeah and now we were never equipped we were never equipped for this no no never it's so weird like I saw when I was at the airport coming back when I was leaving Lima um I saw someone barefoot in the airport and I was like I don't understand like how just like walking around in Lima he took off well okay he took off his shoes when he sat down but then he had his feet up on the seats that other people are going to sit on. And I was like, why are you doing this? I'm like, what is the point? Are we yeah. in the living room? Like, that's all right. And I just kept looking like, why is this happening? Shoes off in public places is a really weird thing. That's always bothered me. Anyway. Yep. So <laughs> corn, corn, this has been the first installment of Quarantine Confidential. Um, uh, I feel like this new little mini series we're doing, I mean, it might not be such a mini series because <laughs> I don't know how long this right? is going to last. I know. Yeah, we really don't know. Um, we do have some interviews scheduled actually for y'all. So yes, we there do. will be some type of like normalcy in the way that we conduct the rest of the, these episodes while we're under quarantine or, you know, safer at home. So we will be having some interviews scheduled for y'all. And yeah. (laughs) So look out for that. As always, you can find us on Instagram. We're at locatora underscore radio. We're also on Twitter at locatora underscore radio. Uh, Tune in. So um, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash locatora underscore radio. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We are at like 500 and something. I don't even know anymore. Five stars and like 
the, the sooner we get to a thousand, the better. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in to a very special capítulo of Locatora Radio. Let yes. us know what you think and keep, keep your eye out for all of the stuff that we'll be bringing to you via social media. 100%. Thank you for rocking with us. Stay safe. Stay healthy out there. This has been our first installment of Quarantine Confidential. We'll see you next time. Besitos. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> Love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.